0: Hi, welcome to One Guest. I'm Edgar B. Herwick the 3rd, and with me is the Batman, and not that Batman that you're thinking of, but a bat expert, a real-life bat expert, biology professor at BU, Tom Kuntz. Tom, thanks for coming in.
1: Thank you, Edgar.
0: You've been studying bats for 45 years you've got to have some stories tell me where where have you studied bats for for this amount of time
1: well i've studied here in the united states i've studied in new england i've studied texas new mexico i've uh, studied abroad for example in malaysia in india ecuador costa rica wow. so i've traveled a lot of different places and many reasons i go to these are just to track interesting species of bats.
0: That's neat. And where are you tracking them? Are you in caves? Are you in forests? Are you... Both.
1: And in, particularly here in the, in the U.S., uh, in Texas, uh, I, I work on bats that live in caves for the most part. But in, in, in the tropics, most of the bats don't live in caves. They live in, uh, in the forest. They hang, roost in trees.
0: That's cool. In, including the largest bat species, right?
1: Including the largest bat species. So how big is have, the largest bat? Well, they have a wingspan of about six feet. And uh, their <laughs> body is about the size of my forearm. So, so big, so very big uh, enough I, 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 to scare I, 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 you. Well, they're, they're, they can be scary, but they're, they're not going to attack people. They, they're fruit-eating bats. They're not uh, vampire bats. Oh, so that's that's good. Vampire bats are actually little guys not much bigger than my thumb. Oh, no kidding. You know, wingspan about like this.
0: So you've, you've uh, interacted with one of these really large bats?
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. They're, they're very curious animals. They have big eyes. Uh-huh. Uh, they have very cute faces, and and uh, they're, they're curious about uh, just about everything they encounter. Uh, a number of years ago, when some uh, of these Flying foxes as they 're called, uh, they have a face that looks like a fox uh, w- brought into a captive breeding facility here in the United States they uh-huh. had never seen people before, and they were so curious they'd crawl over on the in the cage and and uh, they come over and try to pull my glasses off, or they oh. sniff my hair, and they wow. kind of look uh, at me upside down like I should be hanging by my oh, toes. Oh, right.
0: Yeah, you're weird for standing on the yeah, ground. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's interesting. So now in Texas, like you said, a lot of your studying zeros in on Texas, and this particular species of bat. What is that species? Well, it's
1: called the Brazilian free-tailed bat, and uh-huh. it pr- probably forms the largest aggregation of mammals known anywhere in the world. Uh, some of these caves have several million bats in them, and they emerge at night to go out to feed, disperse over the landscape, uh, feeding on a variety of kinds of insects, including this part of Texas, which is a, a major agriculture region for cotton and corn. Mm. And wherever you have monocultures of agriculture, you have basically pest outbreaks. Uh, and, if it, and so these bats are actually playing an important role, an ecosystem service in effect to mankind because they're actually reducing the number of insects that feed on these crops. Wow, and and, and uh, by having the bats means there's less pesticides applied, right. uh, And and we have a healthier environment.
0: That's interesting. Now there's a famous bridge, right, in Austin, Texas. There,
1: there's a famous bridge called the Congress Avenue Bridge. It's in Austin, Texas. Uh, there are uh, probably half a million bats that roost under the, in the sort of crevices of this precast concrete bridge. There are many other bridges actually that have bats as well. This uh-huh. is one of the famous ones because it's right in Austin and people right. go to the restaurants and they can watch the bats fly out at night and so on. But it's, it's an amazing sight. And I, I've been studying these bats in Texas for 20 years. And I can tell you that every year I go back, I'm always mesmerized by these bats. And yeah. uh, just, it's a fascinating sight. And people come there just to thousands of people come to these places
0: unbelievable what keeps you going what keeps you going back to it what is the thing that's so mesmerizing about it for you if you could encapsulate it
1: <laughs> I, I think that what brings me back is there's a lot to learn that i still don't know yeah and and uh, the challenges of trying to understand the the role of these bats and how they do what they do uh, and the technology that we're now ha- have it our hands uh, from thermal imaging cameras and r- radio telemetry and Doppler radar and all these uh, technologies are making it possible to d- do things we've never been able to study before.
0: Well, that's fascinating. Well, thank you for your work. You're helping well, us to understand our cousins, our fellow mammals, the bats.
1: That's exactly right. And
0: hopefully you've got 20 or 40 more years to go uh, so that we can get a little bit closer to understanding these incredible creatures. Thanks yeah. for coming in and talking with Thanks, us today. Adrian. All right. For one guest, I'm Edgar B. Herwick III, and we will see you next time.